We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, I highly recommend you join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Right now, we have a 52-week networking challenge taking place. Every single week, I have a video and I include the transcription of that video in my post that's challenging you to improve, expand, and grow your networking skills. Again, that the Facebook group is called Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. This week, no guest for you. But something even more exciting is that it is our 200th episode. My goodness, I am blown away by the response and positive feedback I get from all of the listeners and my guests on the value that this podcast is bringing and has been bringing. It's been, um, I want to say it's been three years now since I officially launched this podcast, which blows my mind. So today I am going to kind of summarize some of the takeaways and value add components that I've learned uh, just by interviewing uh, close to 200 professionals on the topic of networking. All right. So the first thing that I want to share and really just to push out there is um, I like to call them uh, your your five, your, you know, where, what, why, how, you know, all those kind of questions related to networking. So first off, um, who should be networking? Well, it's an easy answer. And I'm going to say that everyone should be networking. Uh, building your network is happening all the time. And anyone and everyone can be building relationships, whether it's online or in person. What exactly is networking? It's building a relationship and forming connections for those that long term. Um, and you're doing this through establishing a level of trust amongst uh, the other individuals that you are creating relationships with. Well, why should we network? Personally and professionally, we're not going to go through this world alone. There's a number of individuals that we're connecting with on all sides, and um, everything that we're doing involves people for the most part. So um, when you think about how you function, it's building relationships is what makes the world go round. So um, at the end of the day, we're all networking, and it's important to continue to establish these relationships uh, through trust. How do we network? Well, I'm going to share some of those components with you today. When do we network? I mean, really, I, I think you're networking all the time. It could be, you know, at a friend's birthday party or you're meeting someone new. Um, so it could be extremely informal. You're standing in line at the airport waiting to board the plane um, and just chatting up a storm with someone. Or it could be a more formal event and structured event where you know, someone is uh, formally giving you the opportunity to share your expertise through um, an elevator pitch or a 30-second commercial. 
And where can you network? Well, you know, we've definitely tackled this question a lot in my podcasts, um, online and offline. There's definitely traditional and non-traditional means of networking. At the end of the day, one of the things that I hear over and over and over again from my guests is that we need to be providing value. We need to give first before we can ever expect to get something in return. And that is extremely important when it comes to networking and building your relationships, whether they are personal or professional. So make sure that you take the time to figure out what is your give? Is there something that you are able to offer to someone without expecting anything in return? Another uh, tidbit that I really like to share um, is a quote by Jim Brown. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I'm gonna challenge you right now to evaluate where are you spending your time? And does this align with the goals that you've defined for yourself? Take a look at who is uh, taking most of your time. And are you giving to them or are, they, um, are you getting from them? If you have aspirations, larger goals, um, identify who aligns with those goals and try to intentionally spend more time with those individuals. Another element that's been discussed a handful of times throughout uh, various episodes of Social Capital is the topic of personal branding. And when I was looking up definitions on personal branding, the one that actually kind of stood out to me the most uh, is um, what Wikipedia has. So I'm going to read it for you. Personal branding is essentially the ongoing process of establishing a prescribed image or impression in the mind of others about an individual, group, or organization. And the words that really stand out the most to me about that is the prescribed image or impression in the mind of others. I think that's extremely important. So when you're looking at your brand that you're creating for yourself, it's important to know that at the end of the day, you are um, putting an impression into someone else's mind as to who you are and what you stand for um, and why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And speaking of the, the who, uh, what, and why, um, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. So if, if you're struggling with really defining your personal brand, I highly recommend you take a look at that book. Um, he's got some really good inspirational messages within that book. Um, he also has a process and a workshop to help you kind of create some clarity around your why statement. All right, the next element um, that I'm going to dive into here really comes down to a question that I ask, I would say, the majority of my guests. And that comes down to the digital networking or traditional networking. Which one do you find more value in? I'm going to refer back to episode number 21 uh, with Steve Coleman, the executive director of the Independent Business Association of Wisconsin. His response to this question was, it's got to be a, ben a blend of both. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. That just doesn't work. And that is so true. Um, when you're looking at 
digital networking. Let's talk about that one first. Some tips for you related to digital networking. Uh, and when I say digital, this is basically anything that's happening online. So um, you, you have your communities, you have your Facebook, you have LinkedIn, Twitter, um, your social media channels. Uh, then you also have your own content that you publish online. So your blog, uh, your website, podcast, webinar, whatever that may be. Um, and then you have your email. So you're communicating with people via email, whether it be a one-to-many with like an email newsletter or one-to-one -one email messaging that's being sent. Um, and then you just have messaging platforms. And I would consider that on the digital front as well. So that's text messaging or leveraging the tools within the social channels that has messaging applied. At the end of the day, some tips for you regarding digital networking. Uh, be genuine. Be you. And most importantly, I would say be consistent. You definitely want to find um, a way to have the one-to-many relationships. So you can post one thing on, let's say, LinkedIn, for example, and many people are going to see it. So what I find the value with leveraging digital is that you've got your network, your your community that you've built, whether it be you know Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, but you can have one piece of content that is adding value to many people at a time. And when you're adding value, uh, what does that mean? You really want to be educating or showcasing your expertise. You want to make sure that you're aligning the content that you're creating with what you want to be known for. So if you reflect back and, and evaluate that personal brand conversation, you want to make sure that you are pushing messaging out that aligns with your personal brand. So again, that is the impression that you're um, instilling in others about you. When it comes to LinkedIn, uh, this is definitely something a little bit nitpicky <laughs> for me. Um, it's extremely important when you're reaching out to connect with someone that you add a note as to um, the intention of your connection. Don't just blindly uh, request a connection. Um, and also a best practice with that, if someone is requesting to connect with you and does not have a note, I think it's important to reply and ask what their intention is of connecting with you. A way to be a resource online is to tag people. So um, many social media platforms allow you to tag others, which uh, then expands their reach and creates awareness about them. So to the, that extent, you can be adding value to that individual or that business. Um, and definitely comment and like other people's posts. If you find value in the information that is being shared through your feeds, make sure you let that person know that you appreciate the, the article that was shared or the tip that was communicated. You showcasing that you appreciate that value is going to encourage them to continue to add more value. All right, those are my couple top tips for you on the digital networking side. Let's take a look at traditional networking. One of the most important things that I'm gonna share with regards to traditional, uh, when you're face-to-face, -face, whether it be at an event or a one-on-one, -on -one, is to smile. That is probably the easiest thing to do to make you um, more approachable and come off very friendly. Uh, some of these, <laughs> very simple, but highly important. Uh, when you are having that one-to-one -one conversation, make sure that you're listening. 
Definitely have some questions prepared in advance, but don't be afraid to do what I refer to as the peeling of the onion questions and dig a little deeper. And actually, I find once you do some of that digger deeping type of Q&A conversation, not only are you getting some more insights and really getting to know that individual, but that person is getting the feeling that you genuinely are interested in the conversation that's taking place at that moment. So listen more and ask a lot of questions. Now, the real magic comes when you tie in that traditional and digital networking. So I did a little data. Uh, I analyzed, you know, after interviewing 200 or roughly 200 professionals uh, online or on <laughs> after interviewing 200 professionals through my podcast here, I'm asking this question, digital networking or traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? Um, it was really interesting. So 16% said digital. Um, and what else was interesting with that is the majority of the people that said digital was more valuable for them also somehow considered themselves introverts. 46% um, said traditional networking was better for them. Uh, and 38% of the answers um, to this question were both a combination of traditional and additional. Uh, so that surprised me when I kind of audited that information. We'll give a little shout out to Tyler and my team as a thank you for compiling those data points for me. Um, just really interesting at the end of the day. So I'm definitely a fan of combining the two of them. And it could go, you know, digital to traditional or traditional to digital. But I think at the end of the day, when you have a conversation with someone in person, it's really good to connect and nurture that relationship. And digital is probably one of the easiest ways that you can do that. If you're meeting with someone digitally and you've built a, a level of trust to the point where you want to connect uh, in a traditional standpoint, I think it's really important to further enhance that, that trust by taking the conversation off the technology and having it either be phone, uh, video conference, or in person if possible. All right, so I'm um, pretty close to getting it wrapped up here, but I've just got some final uh, best practices uh, and some unique networking tips that I've learned from interviewing a couple of people here. So um, one of the things that I really like is the hub and spoke uh, philosophy. So identify who the hubs are, meaning who's got that large network or resources and try to align yourself with those individuals. More importantly, if you can be the hub, you're going to be very powerful with regards to the strength of your network. And that's really kind of taking the approach of uh, looking at influencers and advocates. So who is influencing your target customer or who is influencing, whether it be um, you know big brand or just one-on-one, uh, -on -one, who is kind of guiding and promoting and, and advocating and educating and being a resource to the people that you want to get in front of? Um, I'm a fan of identifying who those influencers are and trying to convert them into advocates of your brand. The next um, tip, I guess, that I'm going to share here, 
uh, I'm a big fan of the buddy system. So as a introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert, I don't know which one is which. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I hesitate to get into a new event or organization because I'm just, I don't know, the inner critic inside my head is saying, um, you know, this is scary. Don't do this. <laughs> so um, if I having a networking buddy so I don't have to go at it alone has been extremely helpful for me personally in pushing myself a little bit further outside of my comfort zone and walking into a room of people that I've never met before. So um, find that person who can be your networking buddy. And at the end of the day here, if you aren't finding the right groups or the right um, organizations to get involved in, consider starting your own. I know that really hasn't been covered uh, too much on past episodes of Social Capital, but I think there's a lot of value in identifying, again, those people that you aspire to be um, or what you're, based on what your goals are and, and figuring out who are the five people you're spending the most time with and try to create your own circle and align yourself with those individuals and create some sort of consistency as far as getting together weekly or biweekly or monthly so that you can learn and add value from each other on an ongoing basis. So some of my final tips for you. Consider arriving early to events. I think it's extremely important and beneficial to um, show face uh, in front of the event organizer. Um, that person knows who everyone else in the room is. Um, but it also gives you some one-on-one -on -one time with that individual if you're offering to help and be a resource to them. Be generous and give. We've talked about this a number of times. It's extremely important to give first before you can expect to get. Be genuine when you're having conversations with people. Um, I could tell you that, you know, you, most people can smell fake a million miles away. So um, the more genuine you are about wanting to have that conversation with someone and actually listening and investing and learning about that individual, the, the better the relationship is going to be at the end of the day. Speaking of listening, um, again, it's extremely important to invest more time on the listening side of the conversation as opposed to the talking side of the conversation. And finally, um, it's extremely important to follow up. So if you're making a promise in your give, make sure you follow through on it. One of the things that I learned recently while I was attending an event um, was to put a little window of time on my calendar referred to as flex time after every single uh, activity or meeting that I have. This allows me to use that time to actually follow up and execute whatever promise it is that I, I said I would do fairly quickly as opposed to waiting, you know, let, let it stack up and crank it all out on Friday afternoon, whatever that may be. I found this to be extremely beneficial. So if I'm attending an event or doing a one-on-one -on -one with someone, I just add a little 30-minute block of time on my calendar, can call it flex time, and that way, if there are already promised to-dos after that event, I can get them done right away. All right, one last thing. This was shared by, um, I've heard this a couple of times from some past guests, and I love this. When you're done with a conversation, one of the things that you do as you wrap up by saying, is there anything else that I can do to help you? And I think that's fantastic. I have started implementing this into my practice, not only from a professional networking standpoint, but I use this with 
um, team members. I use this with family and friends and colleagues. And um, I found just, I feel good asking this question and being a resource, but it's also been very well received by those um, that are on the receiving end of this question. So those are my high level kind of quick summary around um, some networking tips and resources for you. As I've got a number of amazing guests coming up, um, <laughs> a lot of fantastic guests coming up actually, excited for what 2020 is bringing uh, to Social Capital. And I highly recommend you join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. And I, again, thank you so much for listening in. And um, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.